Become a friend of CITR and receive great discounts at businesses around Vancouver. Your friends of CITR card will net you discounts on Commercial Drive at Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. You'll also save online at Band March Canada and Big Mama. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or visit us online at citr.ca. Union Events and AEG Live present Iron and Wine with Marquita Iglova of the Swell Season on Thursday, September 8th at the Vogue Theatre. Iron and Wine will be performing with a full band in support of this year's Kiss Each Other Clean. Tickets are available now at unionevents.com, vogue-theater.com, the Vogue Theatre box office, or by phone at 604-569-1144. Today on the Arts Report, we're talking about the Fringe Festival coming up from the 8th until the 18th of September, including plays like Jesus in Montana, Phone Whore, and uh, a bunch more. So stick with us for that. And uh, a little bit on VLAF, the Vancouver Latin American Film Festival, and uh, lots more. So stay with us. And welcome to the Arts Report for September the 7th, 2011. You're listening to us on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver and uh, CITR.ca on the interwebs worldwide. I'm your host, Adam Janusz, and uh, this is the season premiere of the Arts Report. It is the first of the new term. Okay, okay. I may have said that last week that it was the uh, the season premiere, but um, but the show didn't go so well. So I thought we'd just do the season premiere all over again. I mean, the show was great. I mean, it was uh, it was a it had a lot of good content, but um, you know, technical errors and sometimes I didn't know what I was talking about, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I thought, ah, we'll just do this whole season premiere thing one more time. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a running thing. Maybe we'll do. Maybe every week will be a season premiere. Uh, who knows? We've got a great show for you um, today. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are very excited because the Fringe Festival is, well, technically it's already begun. Um, there was uh, an opening night event uh, last night. It was a fundraiser and uh, it was packed to uh, the rafters and um, had uh, lots of comedy and um and, and good times uh, all to raise money for the Fringe and also to ring in the 2011 uh, Vancouver International Fringe Festival for this year. So technically things are uh, already in motion, but, um, but officially the plays uh, for you to see uh, get going on uh, the 8th, 8th until the 18th. So we're extremely excited because... Well, the theme of the Fringe is Surrender to the Fringe, and uh, it's very apt because the Fringe uh, takes command of the Vancouver arts scene uh, every September, and this year is no exception because uh, not only are there tons, dozens of uh, great theatre shows coming to Granville Island and bring your own venues uh, uh, across town, but um, but these are performances that are from all over the world. Uh, they have toured some of these all over North America. Some of them are returning with uh, baskets of awards that they've collected uh, either this fringe season, uh, fringe circuit season, or just over the years, uh, plays that have uh, done extremely well and are now finally 
in uh, in Vancouver. So so that's uh, very exciting. So we'll we'll talk about that. Also, we'll talk about the Vancouver Latin American Film Festival uh, because that is taking place until the 11th. It started on uh, the first September 1st, and it had uh, there's, there are tons of Latin American films from everywhere from Mexico to Venezuela to Argentina to Brazil and uh, and back again. And that's still happening for a little while. And uh, for the most part, you can see movies for for ten bucks. Um, movies that are extremely original, extremely un-Hollywood, and uh, oftentimes very eye-opening. Um, so we'll talk. Uh, we'll get some film reviews um, for that. Um, also on the fringe, we will uh, get a little insight into picks uh, because the Victoria Fringe just wrapped up a little bit ago, and so. There are some hints, some hints from Victoria about which plays are good, because um, as you may or may not know, the Fringe Festival here in Vancouver is a lottery. It is not chosen based on, you know, word of mouth or if you're best friends with the uh, David Jordan, the executive director. No, that is not how it works. It is completely random. So you can be a pro with uh, 40 years of uh, theater experience and you can get into the Fringe or you could be... um, uh, UBC students um, and both both types of artists are free to submit applications and uh, they are pulled out of a hat and uh, what you see is what you get and that's what's exciting about the fringe of course is that you never know quite what you're going to get but we can cheat be, because you know we don't necessarily always want to just fly in randomly we want to maximize our, our fringe potential and see plays that uh, that are good you know and, and good can be mean a hundred different things of course um, good can mean uh, funny or uh, shocking or provocative you know sexual Yes, that's right. Sexual. It could. Uh, it could have. Um, you know, scary themes. It can have masks and clowns and uh, scary things like that. So you know, we we're gonna look into that and get some insight and try to pick wisely for this weekend. Uh, definitely gonna do a lot of fringing this weekend myself. So uh, let's get this ball rolling. And uh, to begin, we're gonna tell you about uh, Jesus of Montana. And uh, this is a show that uh, is about being in a cult. It's a show about finding yourself um, or finding Jesus um, in an unlikely place uh, in the United States. That is, a uh, man tells you he's Jesus, you believe him, and off you go to uh, the races. So um, let's uh, get talking about that. Now I'm just going to play this interview. Um, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I believe the first question here was, ah, how has the, the show changed or how has the show evolved? Um, because it's been, it's been done before. This is a, this is the, at least, this is not the first generation or incarnation of this production. So, um, so I asked, um, how has it, um, where is it at right now? So let's find out. Well, I like to say it's now with 10% more Jesus. <laughs> but I don't know if that's really true. I just really like saying it because who wouldn't like saying that, right? Right. When I first came to Vancouver in 2006, I was still very new to the world of performing. I, I'm, I'm completely self-taught. I, I, I'm a writer. Primarily, I've been writing a humor column for 16 years now, so every week I... I have to write something that at least I think is funny. So I was kind of in the flow of writing, and I had this this uh, story, the, you know, this this thing that happened to me for real. I, I was in a religious cult back in my twenties, and for a while there was a man in Montana that I really thought was Jesus. He thought he was Jesus too. So that's that's a pretty good basis. <laughs> that helps, for yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. You don't want to just randomly go around uh, <laughs> telling people they're Jesus and move into their basement. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Who am I to think? Uh, but, yeah, there, so there's a man there who thought he was Jesus. I believed him for a while. Then I didn't anymore. And many years passed, and I, I was writing, and I, I told the story to, to my editor, just because he was my friend, and just kind of casually mentioned, yeah, you know, back, back when I was in this cult, we used to... And he said, what? <laughs> so I told him the story, and, and as best I could, because I hadn't really told it to anyone, and... He said, well, why, you know, why haven't you written this? It's, a, it's very intriguing and good, good premise and everything. I said, well, I, you know, I, I write a, a weekly 700-word column. This is 
this is much bigger than 700 words will allow, and I can't really do two years of to be continued. <laughs> so I had the idea to, to, to write this, but because of my, my day job, which was audiovisual technician, I was sitting through a lot of really tedious uh, PowerPoint presentations, and before that, slideshows. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, what if, what if I took that, that format, you know, the, the typical corporate uh, punchline for tedium PowerPoint, <laughs> and I told my show that way. So I, I kind of stole that and, and created it as an art form. Huh. So, so it's just, you know, just an idea. I, had, I, I honestly had never heard of a fringe festival <laughs> or anything. I'm not, I'm not theatrically trained. I don't have any background. I just thought it would be a fun story to, to tell. It's a, you know, if you're going to try to convince someone that you actually sat across from, from someone in your life and thought they were Jesus, it's probably something you should tell them in person if, right. if you hope to have any credibility. Right. And, and even then, I, I know people doubt me, but it, it really did happen. So, so I created that show. I I did you know I used my, my own pictures and home movies and things like that to do this kind of a funny PowerPoint thing. Uh, again, you know, not something I'd seen done back in 2005. And I, I I performed it locally, and then I wondered what to do next. I, I did a Google search for I wrote a show. What do I do next? <laughs> something like that. And this this fringe festival thing pops up. And I thought, okay, that. That sounds like uh, sounds like it. I started the New York Fringe, then the Montreal Fringe, then the Vancouver Fringe. So it was all very. You know, by the time I came to the Vancouver Fringe in 2006, to answer your question in a very long way, I was I was still just figuring it out, and, and I'm still figuring it out. But I, I've been doing the Fringe regularly now for for uh, six years. So so I'm hoping I'm a little bit better <laughs> with your host, Brian. And I mean the, and the, the show. The show has has grown organically. It, yeah. You know, even even now, I, I'm in Edmonton right now. My show has been held over. I've been uh, performing here at the Edmonton Fringe, and I've been do, I did a show a day for ten days. And, and even you know, even after performing the show so many times, I'm still finding little things like, oh, that you know, that's how that works. And this fits together. If I add this in, that makes that more clear. So you know. Over time, small organic changes can add up to a lot. So, so I haven't gone through it and torn the thing apart and rewritten it because I, I didn't feel that was necessary. But you know, even even in a performance last night, it's like, oh, it's like you know, little little things keep presenting themselves. So, and it's a lot, it's a lot of uh, bizarre, dense information in a short amount of time. So, right. so I'm thinking that even if you saw it back in 2006, it's still worth seeing again. And it so. seems like a. a remarkable sort of leap to to just go from your day job to hey i'm gonna do a, a theater show at the at the fringe fest um was it was it uh was it as you expected was it harder was it was it easier uh you know it was it just seemed like the thing to do because i i i suddenly saw i went to i took the show to the new york fringe and and i won you know having performed less than 10 times in my life and I won the Outstanding Solo Show Award and this is out of you know out of 200 acts that are there and, and so I literally rode home on the plane with this certificate in my hand <laughs> and I thought huh maybe I'll do this yeah maybe I've got an act for this yeah I mean I, I, you know the people in New York seem to like it and they, they know things about theater right yeah I've heard <laughs> so, so that's yeah. I decided to uh, to take that chance, and that's in uh, the next year. I I quit my day job and devoted myself entirely to to doing theater and, and art, and that's that is what I've done ever since. And I've written three more solo shows since then. All of them I've performed at the Vancouver Fringe, and that's I tour them around to fringe festivals and theaters and colleges. Nice. And that's Barry Smith talking about Jesus in Montana. I forgot to mention that that's Barry Smith, who is the creator of uh, of that show. And that's coming to the Vancouver International Fringe Festival um, this weekend and beyond from the 8th until the 18th. 
of uh, of September. So check that show out. If you want to find out the specific times for that show um, and where it's playing, uh, go to vancouverfringe.com and you can get uh, you can look through the program, see all the shows, all the different venues. Um, and uh, you know prices, all that kind of stuff, and of course on that website, VancouverFringe.com, you can also purchase tickets because they will sell out fast. So you have to move quickly. I tells you. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about another Fringe show, provocatively, provocatively entitled "Phone Whore." We'll find out what that is all about. So stay with us. Explore the convergence of media and electronic music when the New Forms Festival takes over the Waldorf September 9th to 11th. There will be DJs, installations, fabulous art, and great music. The weekend will also feature panel discussions, including a dialogue moderated by Mark Hosler of Negative Land, September 10th from 1 to 5 p.m. in the Waldorf's Leetag Room. Passes and advance tickets are available at Beat Street, Zulu, Red Cat, and online at clubzone.com. Learn more at 2011.newformsfestival.com. You're listening to The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM and streaming online at citr.ca. Don't forget, we've also got a podcast, so if you're coming to our show late today or if you missed last week's season premiere compared to today's season premiere, then you can check that out on uh, our website as well. That's citr.ca, and you just click follow the tabs that say uh, shows, podcasts, and arts report, and that will direct you to uh, to downloading and getting it into iTunes or whatever device you have on your computer. It'll go in there automatically and uh, instantly every every Wednesday. So uh, check that out. We're talking about the Fringe today. The Vancouver International Fringe Festival is coming up uh, basically right now on the 8th and runs until the 18th. It's a huge event that's taking over Vancouver, and there are tons of shows. So today we are talking about some of those shows and have interviews with some of those uh, exciting artists coming to this year's Fringe. Um, Cameron Moore is one such artist. She is a playwright, performer, and phone sex operator. And she attempts to give theatergoers a peek into the world of phone sex through some of her most interesting calls. It poses some curious questions, uh, such as how homosexuality between women is more acceptable than between men and begs us to open our minds to the topics of sex and sexuality. So I started by asking Cameron if mixing her real-life job with a fringe play uh, helps to make sense of her life. Like, perhaps it helps to unclutter all the sort of messy issues that come to mind when you're a a phone sex operator as well as a fringe artist. Um, Let's see what she says to that. Um, I like to keep them entwined. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> I like to keep them entwined. I, I don't, um, there are, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where it's like, well, that got really confusing or messy. Um, or it, maybe I'm thinking of one in particular where, um, you know, I wrote this show, my new show, Slut Revolution. I talk about encounters that I have had and, and, you know, I had to think about like, what am I putting out there into the public eye about who I am sexually? Mm-hmm. Um, and what am I putting out there for my husband to see? I'm, I'm in an open marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and he and I don't always talk about everything. That's one of our agreements is like, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> and so like when he sees the show, like he's going to see that. So what does that mean? You know, what, what kind of conversation has to happen there? Mm-hmm. And, what conversations have already happened. Um, and, and so that's where it gets a little entwined and messy. But I think for me, I prefer to keep it. Um, I like it messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like the mix. It's more interesting than I, keeping everything separated. I like the mix now. And someone was asking me, um, this is almost on a tangent, but kind of related. Someone was asking me, I did this show in Ann Arbor um, earlier this year, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And someone was asking me a question that comes up often um, when I have a chance to talk to people about phone war. They're like, do you get turned on mm-hmm. by the calls that you take? Right. And I said, not, you know, like once or twice it's happened and I've just kind of set that aside. But the real turn on for me when I'm doing the phone calls is I am in, uh, it's a power thing. I am controlling uh, this encounter. I am making this guy come. Mm-hmm. I am 
guiding this whole experience from beginning to end, and I get to, I get, that's a real rush for me. Right, so it's a rush, and, but it's not necessarily I, a turn-on. It's not a turn-on, it's just a rush. Yeah. It's just a rush. Um, and then and then I kind of blinked, and I looked around at this audience that had been hanging on my every word <laughs> for the last hour. And I was like, I'm going to tell you guys something I've never told anyone before. Like, I get to, I get a rush from doing that for audiences. Because certainly for phone whore, um, there are, there's, there's one moment in particular where, where the room goes silent. And in that moment, when I have created that, that whole experience up to that point, and I know that that moment's going to happen, that is such an intense rush for me. You know, and it's and afterwards follows the release, and it's a very parallel kind of experience. Huh. Um, and so those are those are intertwined in that way. That is that is a, a a weird power trip that I get on when I'm doing shows for audiences. You know, yeah. um, it's not weird. I guess it's just that I, I was able to identify it and say, yeah, actually, that's very akin to what I do for my one-on-one performances. Hmm. You know. Well, we've we've run out of time, uh, I'm afraid. But uh, is is there anything else you'd want to mention about uh, phone horror coming to to Vancouver? Um, I guess the only thing that I would say is is uh, people people ask about like the t- you know they ask about the title or they they think that it's meant to be some kind of titillation thing, mm-hmm. and it's not. I, I really chose the title um, not to turn on or offend, but to be a bit of a filter. You know, if people are offended by the title phone war, they're probably not going to enjoy my show very much. So hmm. I'm not trying to make this a broad appeal show. It's really for people who are ready to be challenged about how they how they view and how they do sex in their own lives. Hmm. So um, it's, that's not a warning so much as just like this is I know I know that I know that phone whore kind of jumps out at people and I want people to come who are ready to be jumped out at, who are ready to surrender to that experience. Oh, and that's Cameron Moore sneaking in the fringe theme of surrender uh, into, into the interview. Bon- five bonus points to Cameron for, uh, for working that in. Talking about her provocatively titled show, Phone Whore. And I've got a couple of times um, where you can see the show this weekend. Uh, it's playing at the False Creek Gym um, you know, throughout the fringe, but I just wanted to give you a couple of uh, pointers if you wanted to see it maybe on Saturday at 3.45 where you can get uh, tickets for half price or maybe you want to go on Sunday and you could see it at 4.30 at the False Creek Gym uh, on Granville Island. Tickets uh, with a membership are $12. So uh, for half price night on Saturday at 3.45, I guess you could get in for $6. But keep in mind that you need to have a fringe membership. You just buy that once, and it's good for every uh, every show you see. So the more shows you see, the cheaper the, the fringe uh, membership is, and that membership is 5 bucks. So there you have it. All right, uh, we still have tons more uh, fringe content for you. We'll we'll give you some picks, some some pointers about which shows to see after after we break, and uh, we still have one more show to tell you about, and that's Lost in Place, which is happening under the big yellow crane, which is sort of just out in the parking lot um, on Granville Island. That should be an interesting show right outside. Uh, the weather will be good this weekend for a show like that uh, so we'll tell you about Lost in Place and uh, we'll also talk uh, Vancouver Latin American Film Festival but first I wanted to tell you about a show coming tomorrow night that's Thursday September the 8th it's a band called The Antlers and they will be playing at Venue now uh, I want to play a song f- uh, from them um, and I want to do that from the MySpace page, but uh, I had terrible luck playing songs last week from MySpace, and I fear that I will have terrible luck once again. So uh, if that doesn't work, we're just going to take a break instead and just keep going with the show. But um, here's hoping to play Parentheses by The Antlers coming to venue um, Thursday, September the 8th. Wait, I just pressed play. Maybe I think something's happening. It's buffering. Is this gonna work? Yeah, this is not gonna work, folks. MySpace is not our friend anymore. MySpace doesn't like us anymore, says Frank. Um, and he would know. So uh, instead, we're going to play an ad, and then we'll get back to the show. Sorry about that. We'll be we'll be right back.
The sub ballroom will never be the same after the Arkells and Yukon Blonde blow the roof off of it on September 10th. Tickets are on sale now at the outpost in the sub. Doors are at 8 p.m. This show is a treat for UBC students only from the Alma Mater Society. That's the Arkells with Yukon Blonde, Saturday, September 10th in the sub ballroom. Proudly presented by AMS First Week. And we're back on the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM and online at CITR.ca. Frank uh, has just uh, suggested to me that I go to YouTube to play a song uh, rather than MySpace, which now hates us here at CITR. So um, let's do that. This is The Antlers with a song called Two.
And we're back on the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. You just heard the Antlers there, which are a Brooklyn, New York-based band, and they are coming to Venue on uh, Thursday, uh, September the 8th. Uh, so you can check them out. Uh, Avi Buffalo is also featured at the Venue that night. Uh, we're here talking about uh, The Fringe, and to help us understand uh, which are the shows to see, we have uh, Jasmine Thomas. Hello, Jasmine. Hi, um, I am going to let you guys know about Best of Show from the Victoria Fringe Festival, and it was Grimm and Fisher, a deadly comedy in a full face mask. Okay, okay, wait a minute, so slow down here. So this is, uh, this is a show that was at uh, the Victoria Fringe just yes. uh, last week or whenever it was. When did the Victoria Fringe finish? It finished on September 4th. Right, and so this was one that was picked as, as what? Like the Best of the Victoria Best Fringe? of Show. Best of Show. Yes. Okay. And um, it is a fantastic film where death itself uh, it's a meets. Film? Yes. Well, comedy, film, it's a play, play yeah. type thing. <laughs> but um, it's a fantastic play where death itself meets a strong competitor in Mrs. Fisher as she fights to not call it the end of life. And uh, the Edmonton Journal says that it gets its shiver and its charm from the fact that its characters have actors' bodies topped by outsized carved masks. Wow. That seems a little scary. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would find it entertaining just because I like art, and okay. even uh, a face mask is a type of art. So I, I have a phobia of good plays, so that might scare me. <laughs> um, all right, what else? Uh, what else do you have for us? Um, the comedy awards went to four plays, and one of them was The Birdman, which is a hilarious one-man show of comedy, escape artistry, storytelling, uh, transparent magic tricks. And the Winnipeg Free Press attributes its success to Bowman's ability to wring laughs and applause out of periods when he's doing absolutely nothing. They've called it sheer genius. Hmm, interesting. Sheer genius from doing nothing. nothing. I, I know. I wonder <laughs> how he turns nothing into sheer genius. Uh, he would out-trump Einstein, I guess. Okay, and what's the name of that one again? Uh, the Birdman. The Birdman. Yes. Awesome. And... Um, Okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, I also want to, while you're here in the studio, I want to quiz you. It is September, it's back to school time, and um, you are a UBC student, yes? Yes, I don't really want to think about that right now. No, but. you don't, especially when it's hot and sunny outside. <laughs> exactly. You want to think about getting out there? On, well, the on beach the was beach. on fire today, so that's <laughs> not possible. Well, yes, apart from the UBC lands being ablaze this morning, um, it, it is quite idyllic, uh, and we, we hope that the weather continues to be nice in September. But I wanted to ask you um, just to, to mention that, you know, I just want, to, want people to know, students to know, that they can... Um, they can join the Arts Report team. Oh, yes, they can. I did last year, yeah. and I'm glad I did. I came back faithfully after a summer <laughs> away because I did. just can't get enough of it. So You did, and even though I'm a terrible responder to emails, uh, you were persistent. <laughs> I was. I you, came back. Yeah, and you're back, and here you are doing reports for us um, and, and, uh, and producing content for, for the Arts Report. So I just wanted to um, let everybody know, all you students out there listening, that uh, we love to have you at the Arts Report. And CITR in general, there's tons of things to do. I know, Jasmine, that you want to you wanna do um, not just arts coverage, but you want to branch out this year compared to last year? Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But music, <laughs> right? You want to check out some music shows. I don't know how good I would be at reviewing music, but... We yeah. can give it a try. Exactly, and that's, and that's a good attitude to have. So, so if you'd like to review uh, music shows or want to see some plays, we can hook you up with tickets, and then you can provide a, a review for us or uh, write a little you know, report, uh, a little summary report that we can do on air. So there's tons of things that, uh, that you can do um, for arts. That's us here on the Arts Report. Uh, you can also do it for the news department. Uh, they're always looking for people um, to provide an alternative news voice to the mainstream news. That's News 101, Mondays and Fridays, I think, on CITR at 5 p.m. So they're always expanding their team. And of course, you know, students are graduating and leaving, so, so New Blood is always welcome here at CITR. And in fact, there is an open house um, here at CITR on Friday. Do you know what time that is, Jeff? Yes, I do. It's 12 to 5. And uh, what's going to happen there? There's going to be food. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew <laughs> that was the first thing you were going to say. I'm so hungry. <laughs> there's going to be food, and um, there's going to be tours all night long, so you can get a tour of the studio, and mm -hmm. you can talk to people from every uh, department. So you can talk to Adam from the Arts Report, and you can talk to people from the news and sports, and you can talk to the programming directors and the music managers. So it's a good time to come out and get to meet everybody and know what your interests fit into. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for telling us about uh, the, the picks for The Fringe and also about uh, joining the team. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Now, you'll be back uh, in a little bit to, to talk about the Vancouver Latin American Film Festival, but uh, hold your horses, all right? Okay. Because uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, do that when we come back. Oh, and we still have one more Fringe show to tell you about after the break, so, so stay with us. We're going to tell you about Lost in Place, which takes place under the big yellow crane um, on Granville Island. So stay with us for more Arts Report. Check out Bed Bath & Beyond, HP and Apple computers at student pricing, and rental books at your UBC bookstore. Rental saves you 55%. Win a term's worth of rental books, a Norco Kathmandu bicycle, or a dorm room supply set. Details in-store or check the new website, bookstore.ubc.ca. Visit the UBC Bookstore's new website at bookstore.ubc.ca. Get your course materials online, rental, used, and new. Rental saves you 55%. You can win a term's worth of rentals on the website and order stationery, clothes, and more while you're at it. Bookstore.ubc.ca. And we're back on the Arts Report here on CITR 101.9 FM. We're talking about the Fringe Festival that's coming September 8th until the 18th on this week's show. If you've missed any of uh, the Arts Report today, or maybe you missed uh, last week's excellent episode when we talked about uh, the Vancouver Latin American Film Festival, you can catch our podcast at CITR.ca. Just follow the tabs for shows, uh, podcasts, and uh, Arts Report, and you will be able to to access it there. You can also get the latest sort of updates from us about, about content on Twitter. And we can be found at uh, twitter.com slash CITR underscore arts report or that at sign CITR underscore arts reports. And it's a great thing because not only do we tell you about what's on the upcoming arts reports, so you can get, uh, get your fix of, um, of arts coverage for the week, but we also give you a heads up about specific events. So we'll say, um, so-and-so, uh, this film is coming out or uh, phone horror uh, is coming into the Fringe Festival tonight. Go check out phone horror. I just like saying phone whore, apparently. So uh, so you can do that on Twitter. Follow us uh, on Twitter and get the latest updates. Oh, and by the way, we're also on Facebook. Did I mention that? Uh, same kind of idea. We give you the latest updates, uh, links to the podcast, and links to uh, good stuff happening all over the city. That's on our Facebook page. You can become a fan or a friend or whatever the heck they have on Facebook. Uh, just search for us at, as uh, CITR or Arts Report on CITR is what we're called there. All right, but uh, we've still got a bunch of show, a uh, bunch of Arts Report for you today, and we want to tell you about Lost in Place, uh, which is happening at the Big Yellow Crane. Okay, and this is a play about a whale, a plane, a crane, a spaceman, and you. Seth Solstein uh, was the co-author of last year's award-winning show Wicked Shorts. And you can expect nothing less with this interactive story about love, loss, and the struggle between hope and defeat. I uh, met Seth Solstein uh, yesterday under the big yellow crane, and I did see the whale that uh, will be featured in the show. It was uh, really impressive, I must tell you. They, they built, they've constructed quite a, a beast. And uh, I wanted to ask Seth... Um, about, you know, the venue and uh, how they found it. And the inspiration, it turns out, was this counterweight for the crane. You know, this, this, first of all, I should say that the big yellow crane is no longer being used. But back when Granville Island was a, you know, shipping... Uh, industrial hub, then this big crane was being used, and, and t for the crane to function, there was a big counterweight on one side to be able to, you know, lift things. And this big uh, weight is now just sitting on the ground, and because it's Granville Island, they've painted it all kinds of funky colors. So it looks like a, like a human-sized a strawberry. It has this sort of cone shape um, to it, and it's been painted, and it's it's really just kind of interesting looking. So, so yeah, Seth uh, saw this thing and uh, and was inspired. This uh, it's part of um, a program that uh, the Fringe is doing, where they're having more plays outside, out out in in the field, if you will. And um, so yeah, that's where we got started with uh, with Seth. We, we actually were all walking around as a group, and I said, hey, that looks like a crash-landed space pod. 
and everyone went, ha, ha, ha. And we kept walking, and my, my mind went, <laughs> like, no one else better have this exactly. idea, or else. No, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, it's worked, yeah. Cool. And what can you divulge about the, um, the content of the show? Well, I can, I can tell you this. Um, Are there whales involved? <laughs> one whale. Uh, yes, there is a, a spaceman who's come to Earth for reasons I won't divulge. There's a whale who's come also to Granville Island uh, for reasons I won't divulge. They've met each other. They've bonded. Uh, and now they are facing big dilemmas in their life, uh, lives and need the audience to help them figure out what to do. Hmm. Nice. And can you divulge how much? Because this, this thing is quite tall. It's very tall. Um, I would say at least uh, three or four stories. Yep. Um, do you use um, a lot of this structure? Uh, <laughs> probably the first and second stories, but not... Uh, well, we have a lot of Christmas lights hanging around and different things uh, going up and down. As far as actors using it, we, we had a ladder that we brought out a bit ago, and it was very heavy and very hard to deal with. Yeah. Uh, so we climb around as much as we can without having to sign away very big liability right. waivers uh, and hire acrobats. Uh, yeah, and you know, it brings to mind, you know, lifting this, this heavy ladder and dealing with that, it brings to mind how you, you rehearse, because it's not your typical get in the theater, turn on the lights, um, you know, you sit down there and the actor's on the right. stage and, and off you go. Um, can, you, can you tell me how has it been to, to make this show happen you know, in the middle of, of Granville Island, what's you know, what's been uh, the biggest challenge, or what's it been like? Well, it's it's been fantastic, um, in part because we have such a great team, Marissa Smith and uh, and Claire Hesselgrave, along with me, um, and uh, so it's just the three of us. We come when we want, and uh, it, as opposed to working in a theater, there's no one else we have to deal with. There's uh, no time restrictions. It's not a space that we're renting out. It's just a space that is in the world. Mm -hmm. So the main thing we have to deal with are people walking through or... Children playing. <laughs> Get yeah. out of your kids. <laughs> uh, or people parking their big uh, trailers or something here because it's also used as a trailer parking. Um, we found out. Um, so, you know, just random interruptions like that are the thing to deal with, but uh, the advantage is so much more. Um, it's also, since it's not a traditional theater space, we also have been working to find ways to engage the audience, uh, you know, and make the show interactive and, and have the audience uh, move around with the performers a lot more rather than just kind of sitting in a seat because there are no seats. So right. you might as well take advantage of that. Okay, that seems like a huge can of worms. Uh, audience interaction. Um that's you're crazy. What were you thinking? <laughs> well, we were we were talking uh, at the beginning of rehearsal today that this is uh, our show ended up being kind of like a circus. There's uh, there's music. There's old timey slideshows. There's um, like weird special special effects. There's giant costumes. There's flashy costumes. There's interactive sing-alongs. Uh, yeah, the, you know it. Uh, you get to be creative and just kind of be a kid and make a show. And that kind of opens the door. That, that's where you allow for the sort of exactly. in-between. Because you're doing all these highly... Like, it invites interaction. Right. If yeah. you make a sing-along... Uh, <laughs> you would hope that you would join in. Exactly. Instead of like, be quiet, I'm trying to do this song. This is a one-person sing-along. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, if you settle into the material and you settle into the space, then you can be comfortable... Uh, turning it into we're all making this show together right. uh, instead of you sit there and watch me perform. We're, we're all making theater together. Hmm. And what's next uh, for you? Wicked uh, Shorts is coming up right after this. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Wicked Shorts is coming up right after this. And then uh, I don't know. Ah. The sky's the limit. I, so I, you're not one of those artists who is like six projects ahead? Like you're already making plans for 2020? <laughs> I do in my brain. The problem is I'm also a grad student um, so at UBC. So um, I I'm doing a lot right now and probably need to study at some point <laughs> along the way. Yeah, because cool has uh, just begun, has it not? It has. Today's first day of class. Right. <laughs> you seem very excited by school. Uh, I am very excited about school. I went to my uh, graduate English British romantic drama class. And oh, yeah. I'm uh, TAing introduction to theater, and uh, okay. by night I come put on a shiny jumpsuit and dance around a crane. <laughs> Sounds like you have a good good life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ain't so bad. 
Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. And that's Sol Seth Steen, who uh, hopefully does not wear his jumpsuit to uh, to class when he teaches Introduction to Theater at UBC. Um, or maybe he should. I don't know. Maybe theater students would be like, yes, this is the kind of professor I want. Um, so that's great. Uh, okay, so uh, Lost in Place is coming to uh, the fringe, to the big yellow crane and uh, here are a few show times for you saturday it's playing at 9 p.m and on sunday it's playing at 8 45 and i'm happy to tell you that the weather is supposed to be spectacular for both those days so there should be um some fantastic sunsets um to be seen so it's a great way to not only catch some theater but enjoy the sunshine, because usually those, those two things don't necessarily go hand in hand. You know, usually you have to go in, into a dark windowless room to enjoy a play, and that might be hard on a weekend like this, because it's September, summer is supposed to be over, and yet here we are still in the, in the mid, middle of uh, some great sunny days. So this way you get the be- best of both worlds, you get to see theater, and, uh, and also enjoy um, being outdoors. So check out Lost in Place, and uh, as I said before, tickets are uh, $12, and you also need to buy a membership. So if you've bought that for another show earlier in the day, you can use it. Uh, you can use it again for for this show. But uh, the membership is five dollars, and that's a one time one time fee. So check out Lost in Place at the Vancouver International Fringe Festival. Their website is vancouverfringe.com, and that's where you can get all the show times and um, show times and listings for for all the plays. You can also buy tickets at the door, and it's cash only there, uh, and that's 45 minutes before the show. Advanced tickets close four hours prior, prior to the show. So the ones, if you want to get them online, uh, you have to do that at least four hours before the show. So check that out. All right, so we're going to roll right along. So that concludes, that officially concludes our Fringe Festival coverage. Uh, But uh, rest assured that we will have more for you on next week's show. We'll have more more interviews with Fringe artists and tell you about more exciting plays for the next little while. So definitely uh, stay locked to uh, CITR and to the Arts Report, either on the radio or in our podcast form. So another festival that's, uh, that's going on right now is the Vancouver Latin American Film Festival, and it features films from all over Latin America, including all the uh, Spanish-speaking countries like um, Argentina and Mexico. But also, of course, don't forget uh, Brazil, where where they speak Portuguese, and um, where they have a bunch of uh, great films as well. And just as luck would have it, um, our intern at uh, CITR right now is from Brazil. So uh, we sent him to uh, to the festival a few days ago to see some Brazilian films and tell us uh, and tell us about them, and um, so that's great. So uh, Luis Felipe da Silva, uh, welcome to the Art Report. Uh, thank you, Adam. So you saw two Brazilian films, including O Samba que Mora em Mim, which means the samba that lives in me. Tell us about it. Oh, it's an impressive documentary about the Mangueira Hills way of life. It's not just about samba, but it's also how the poor people live in the favela. Here in Canada, you may call it chantowns, and how and all these people's costume, their culture, and their vision of life. Cool. Can you give me uh, an example of that? Yes, uh, the movie shows stories about common people who live in Mangueira Hill, and including a local celebrity, the matter of drummers at Mangueira Samba School. And it's so interesting to see how <coughs> the community supports the Mangueira Samba School at Carnival. And you can see they are quite content on living on that neighborhood, despite all the poverty that surrounds them. And uh, the film must have uh, some good samba music as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, the samba soundtrack is amazing. And as well, the film has some wonderful photography too. Okay, um, so can people still check out uh, Usamba Kimora e Mi? Yeah, uh, it's playing on Thursday at 5 p.m. at Pacific Cinematheque. So that's Thursday at 5 p.m. at Pacific Cinematheque. Cool. Now, how about the other film you saw? This one's called uh, Bezouru. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's, while uh, the Samba Kimori means about today's Brazil, Bezouru looks at the counter of 100 years ago. Uh, this movie tells the story about Bezouru's mangaga, man, mangaga uh, a capoeira man who fought to guarantee the rights of black people in Brazil after slavery. 
And uh, what did you think of that one? Oh, it's a really good study of black people history in Brazil. And you also can see lots of capoeira circles and reference of, of African religions, such as Candomblé. It sometimes gets a little confusing, but the film is amazing. has awesome photography and great fight scenes. Uh, sometimes it's like the Bruce Lee's movie, but uh, with capoeira, not kung fu. <laughs> like a Bruce Lee movie, but in capoeira form. And how can people uh, see this film? Yes, the Zero is available on DVD, and you can buy it online. And But if people are interested in getting involved in capoeira, they can also do that in Vancouver, too. And there is a group called Axé Capoeira, and it's on Hastings and Abbott in downtown Vancouver. And their website is axécapoeira.com. Awesome. Thanks very much, Luis. Thank you. So uh, there you have it. Um, there's a couple of Brazilian films um, still to be caught. Um, but more generally, uh, Jasmine's back with me to, um, to tell us about some other uh, options for the rest of the festival. Um, unfortunately, I don't speak Portuguese or Spanish or whatnot, so I will not be able to say those fancy names. I'm just going to say the English <laughs> well, version. Some like me. I just like saying that. <laughs> yeah, I can't say those. Um, so anyways, the Latin American Film Festival yeah. has one of the most important perspectives into Latin American film in North America. And it started on September 1st and closes this Sunday, September 11th. And tickets are 10 to $15. So make sure you go this weekend because you can't see it until next year. Uh-huh. But some of the films that are coming up this weekend are The Good Herbs, which is a touching film about an ethnobotanist at the University of Mexico who is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And it shows how this woman interprets our connection with the living, the dead, and with nature. It's showing on Friday at 4.45 at the Pacific Cinematheque, as well as 5 o'clock on Sunday at the Granville 7 Cinemas. Um, another one of the films this weekend is The Chilean Building, which is a compelling story about the struggle to regain Chile from a dictatorship in the late 1970s. Macarena Aguilo, which I hope I said right, is the uh, director of this film, and she was one of the children left behind while her parents fought for freedom. Uh, she shows how the estranged children were stamped with painful as well as generous life experiences due to this revelation. Revolution? Revelation. <laughs> um, it's showing at 5.15 on Saturday at Pacific Cinematheque. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to talk about is Postmortem, which is a film about love, loss, and struggle. It follows a morgue worker as he frantically searches for his missing would-be lover, a cabaret dancer, and she went missing during the 1973 Chilean coup d'etat. And it's showing at 5.15 on Sunday at Pacific Cinematheque. Apparently they all are. <laughs> and this is certainly not all the films showing this weekend. So make sure to check out vlaff, which is V-L-A-F-F dot org, for other showtimes. Nice. Thanks very much for that report. Thank you. All right, so we are nearing the end of uh, today's uh, program. We talked about more fringe uh, stuff last week's on last week's show, so don't miss our podcast. As well, don't miss this Fringy Life, which is a podcast series that we're doing in conjunction with the Fringe, and uh, two episodes of that are available online right now. In fact, you can get them from YouTube, and you just have to write this Fringy. Life, and you will find those two episodes there. So uh, we're going to play a little music for you before we sign off. Uh, this is a band, a band, a group called the Funk Hunters, and I scoff at band because uh, these guys do electronic music, so they can't be a band, I guess. Um, the Funk Hunters are coming to the Cobalt on Friday, September the 9th, and they played at Shambhala Music Festival recently. Um, they were a big hit last year and uh, and this year at uh, at Shambhala. Uh, but they are based uh, not in in Nelson in the Nelson area where a lot of DJs at Shambhala are based, but they're uh, they're homegrown talents. They're uh, Vancouver. They're from Vancouver. So let's hear a little bit from them. This is called "Shake the Room." Remember when the music just felt so good? I don't know where we went wrong. Gotta bring back that feeling. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. That feeling that's been gone for way too long. Gotta bring back that feeling. You know the one I'm talking about. All right now. 
Listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. That was the Funk Hunters with a track called Shake the Room. And if you enjoyed that track, you can get uh, more of their uh, funky hits. <laughs> They're called the Funk Hunters and they are coming to the Cobalt on uh, Friday, September the 9th. So you can check them out at the Cobalt. On Friday, they'll also be playing with Bear Mountain uh, at the Cobalt on Friday. The ninth, so check them out. All right, if you've missed any of our show, the um, the Art Support podcast will be available in a couple of hours, and you can download it and hear it from the start. You can also subscribe to the podcast, and uh, yeah, so you can check it out there. Or if you were with us, thanks for listening. You can catch us again next Wednesday at five p.m. here on CITR, and get your weekly fix of arts and culture news and interview.